Why don't we just put our hands together again with real thanksgiving. Yeah. With real appreciation with the revelation of that song. I owe my life to him. Because I would have no life without him. In fact, there's a good possibility tonight that I wouldn't even have life, period, tonight. I'd be in some grave somewhere. Some institute somewhere. Some, some place all messed up and so messed up I wouldn't know what's up or what's down. But thank God for the light and the revelation of truth. Thank God he was willing to shine down upon me even though he knew all my shortcomings and all my failures and how often he was going to have to visit me and how often he was going to have to touch me. How often he's got to pick me up. But he loved me anyway. And he paid the price in full anyway. And he thought I was worth dying for. And he thought I was worth, amen, filling me with his spirit. And he thought I was worth, amen, let me take on his name. And he thought I was worth me worthy enough, fellow, you're not who I am, but who he is. It's not about the product, amen, it's the builder. It's the architect, it's the designer. He's the one, amen, that can take little crooked boards and crooked lines and make something out of it, even on a Wednesday night like tonight. Sometimes we feel our worth is not much. But apparently we was worth a lot in the eyes of God, in the eyes of Jesus Christ. To show us so much compassion and grace and mercy, kindness, time and time again. I'm going to read one verse in your hearing tonight. First Peter's 5 and 7. First Peter's 5 and 7. We're not going to be lengthy. You know what? I don't want church to become mundane. I don't care if it's a Wednesday night. And I know we got some troubles. My Lord in mercy. Brother Sanford's going to be with us Sunday. Next Wednesday night. Just give you a little idea of what's going on around us. He's supposed to be with us tonight, but he had to change that. He called me just the other day and said, hey, said uh, I hadn't preached in three weeks, so they're counseling me everywhere. I said, can you have me Sunday? I said, sure. He said, I'll come be with you Sunday. I'll leave there Monday and Tuesday, go to Georgia, and come back Wednesday. I said, that's all right. Anyway, I can help you. He called me this afternoon. I told my wife that, and then this afternoon he called me. <laughs> he said, hey, the council out on me Monday and Tuesday. He said, you think we can get just have Sunday and Monday? I said, we sure can. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, <laughs> this thing's a roller coaster ride, buddy. God's good. God's sitting on the throne. I'm not sure what all is going on or what's all taking place. And, and if, you haven't, if you hadn't started to a prayer life, if you didn't already have one, I don't know what it's going to take to get you stirred up. I can tell you this much, if it keeps going on, you probably won't ever get stirred up, get a prayer life. Probably too late. Don't, don't take that hard. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. If the, at the times that we're living, the uncertainty that we're in and the, the chaotic things that's going on around us and, 
and you, you don't spend no personal time with God, something just ain't right. You better get the, oil, the, the dipstick out and see if there's any oil at all on it. It's low. I can tell you that right now. I ain't being ugly. I'm just telling you. But anyway, watch this. Watch this. That song they sung, one right before the last one especially. And the one I've asked my wife, I want to step over and ask them if they could sing it when I get through. I'm not going to be probably long. First Peter's 5 and 7. This thought came to me Saturday morning. And I, really, I don't have a whole lot to go with it. It's just, I don't know why, but in prayer Saturday morning early. Uh, I didn't go hot and I came up here. And, and uh, even though that we had a preacher coming and I just, I don't know, I just felt, hey, I need to go to church. And, and this, this, it just, it, it got hold of me. It, it's... And um, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. You can be seated. It's Wednesday night. Love you. Appreciate you. We really do. Uh, God help me. I'm, I don't be cocky. I don't be no rebel. I don't be in a small elk in the pulpit. I don't want to be one outside the pulpit. There's too many cocky and small elks already. Some of them claim the Holy Ghost. <laughs> anyway, uh, but if there's ever better time, we need to humble ourselves. If there's ever better time that we unite together, bond together, and uh, become the body of Christ so that the light of God, the hope of God can flow through us. If there's ever been a generation that needs revival, needs a move of God, needs a place they can come find safety, come and find help, come find hope. A place they can come and cast all their cares. Cast. I want to speak to these terms just a little bit. And, um, you know, there's no greater feeling than to feel cleansed and healed and peace. A lot of the substance that's out there that the world is engaging in that's really the commodity they're looking for through these processes. They call it having a good time. They call it, you know, laying some of the burdens down and heartaches and just. But there's nothing like having the house of God. There's nothing like having a, a you know, symbol, a place that you can come. Nothing like having a, a God, a one called Jesus. I notice. In the writings of Peter here in the first few verses in this particular chapter, he deals with the elders, gives respect to the elders, calls himself an elder. He talks about as a witness of the suffering of Christ. He talks about uh, receiving a part of the glory of God. Amen. He's talking about the Holy Ghost there and not in the fullness, but a part of it. He knows there's coming, more's coming. He goes on, he begins to talk about uh, the responsibility of an overseer to feed the flock. Man, to have a ready mind, have a readiness to do it, not after filthy lucre, to be an example. He goes from that and he begins to talk about some very important things, I believe. Because he begins to talk about in the fifth verse, as he talks about the chief shepherd's going to show up. Anybody who's excited about the chief shepherd showing up? The one that knows it all. The one that could walk in this service tonight, walk up to each one of us and tell us exactly what was in our hearts, exactly what's in our minds, 
exactly where we've been, exactly what we've done, and we wouldn't even be able to debate him. Because he would be so accurate with it. <laughs> we wouldn't even remember some of it. I did that. <laughs> and yet he loves us with an everlasting love tonight. He cares. And the opportunity is for us to come. And I think one of the most important things of this. As we watch this couple of words in this chapter, in this verse that I'm going to talk about a little bit here tonight. Cast. A lot of times you think of cast, you may be a fisherman, so you're thinking about cast. You know, cast, get a little, you got to be a good cast, man, to catch that old bass that you got to make sure you know how to get it right. Then there's the cast where you, the molding stuff, such as Aaron, amen, when Moses, and they had the pot, and you pour it into a cast, and it's molded and shaped into something. But the cast in this particular scripture, in the New Testament, it's really not used that often from what I understand. The other likeness and other time that it's referred to, you could go to Luke 19 to 35, and it's the time of the ministry of Jesus Christ. And um, they're fixing to place him up on the little coat. And the Bible says, actually, throw or cast. Amen. That's what it means to throw or to lean, uh, th put it on this little donkey. And so they cast, amen, those garments upon that little donkey for Jesus to ride upon. And so as the Apostle Peter Cure. Amen, because I'm gonna, if I could use a title for this tonight, and what I felt in Saturday morning in prayer, it's not a better place for you to cast than right here. There's not a care in this world. The word care here, I'm not going to be lengthy. I'm just going to touch some bases and we're going to sing a song. The word care here is actually... Uh, the most of your commentaries, if you do a study there, that care is anxiety. Anybody struggle with any type of anxiety lately? Any form of it? Any? You, are you concerned about, another word for that is concerns. Anybody got any concerns tonight? You got any bills you've got to take care of? Are you concerned about your health? Are you concerned about your world around you? Are you concerned about these little babies that's coming? Those that's here, but what about those that are coming? And the world they're going to face and the hour they're going to face. I'm here to tell us again tonight the most important thing in their lives is going to have a good, strong family church. It's going to be better than the top paying job. It's going to be better, amen, any position. It's going to be better, amen, than any new merchandise in any uh, place of the community. I'm here to believe tonight again, amen. You got to have a church, amen. If you got a church in your life, hallelujah. I know it takes other things, but I'm telling you, if you got a church, if you got a place that you could come and place that you know that you could come and cast all of your burdens, cast all of your cares, amen. And when you cast them, that means you got to release them. You got to let them go and know that you know what I just put them at the feet of Jesus and I'm going to trust him to take care of it yeah. this God knows There's a lot of people pulls a lot of junk and a lot of junk's being pulled but I'm telling you God's pulling some God's pulling some, some things out from under folks amen God knows what he's doing 
And I believe some of this, all that's going on. I was told today that there's another, some sort of, according to a doctor, some kind of sickness. It's, uh, it's different than all the rest of them. It's got all kind of sickness and coughing. And, and the real sickness you don't, none of us don't like to get. <laughs> Amen. And it seems to be lingering for weeks. They don't seem to have anything to deal with it. You know what we do here? And could it be that God set the stage because... Let me ask you something. How, how many of you as a, a mom or dad that you'd much rather just speak to your child? How, how would you like to have children? You could just tell them, hey, baby, go take the garbage out. Man, they just jump up and go get it and they'll do it. And... Baby, go on and get your homework up. I know you can do it. Go on and get, your... get started on it. And, man, they just... Quit your play and run over and get your paperwork and get up there. <laughs> you know, it's a shame, but that really don't get out of us, does it? Because if it did, you know, we wouldn't have to have rules and regulations at places we work. Everybody would show up on time before we're ready to go. <laughs> Everybody would show up, amen, and they'd go to work and they'd do what they're supposed to do. They've been told when they hired on, this is what you're going to have to do. And they know what to do. And if it changes, you know, once you tell them, they Man, it's just all fall in place, ain't it? Life's not, not that way, is it? It's not. It's really, it's not. And so, but here we are as we come. And so we find ourselves sometime. We find ourselves in circumstances and situations that we really know, we don't know how we're going to handle this and, and how we're going to respond to it. And, and, but I, there's, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if it's a physical. What's, this is the idea about the church. This is what makes it so awesome. It doesn't matter if it's a physical problem. It doesn't matter if it's a mental problem. It doesn't matter if it's a spiritual problem. And I know, I know, I know we're trying to train people. We're building more facilities. We're spending millions and millions of dollars, amen, trying to solve it, trying to put Band-Aids on it, trying to get names for it, trying to come up with chemicals, amen, to control it. But I'm here to tell you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, only thing that's going to get us out of here a good old-fashioned church. Amen. Coming to a place, amen, that you know what? It's a Wednesday night, but I'm going to treat a Wednesday night just like any other night. I'm going to come and cast all of my cares. Everything the devil's trying to put on me. Everything that the world, I'm working on that one. Something's got my concern the last few weeks, and I've been reading out of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and how often John wrote about the world. Love of the world. The things of that nature. There's something there. There are some forces and powers and spirits. And I'm telling you, God's looking for a church that can make her stand against all of it. And she'd be glad to do it. Hallelujah. We're not ashamed. I don't live for God with regret. It doesn't bother me one bit that I don't know anything about your college football folks. It don't bother me one bit that I don't know nothing about the Super Bowl. It don't bother me one bit that I don't know. I have a clue about a lot of that. It does not embarrass me one bit. I'm not trying to please man and impress them. How I want to live for God. So, some of y'all might think, well, you know, I think we can get caught up in a lot of stuff. Even as Pentecostals. We want all the brand names of ties and suits and 
<laughs> I'm getting close home, ain't I, Brother Andrew? <laughs> you, you said it. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> we get so caught up in some of that. I taught you, it's been a long time, but years ago I taught you. It's a lot better, amen, to go buy a $100 suit. But when you get through and when you put it on, it makes it look like a $500 suit. Hallelujah. I'll tell you, there's something about the glory of God. There's something about the illuminating powers of God. But I'm here to tell you, you can't let nothing take the place of God in your life. Hallelujah. Nobody can, can cause you to sparkle like he can. Nobody can cause you to shine like he can. Nobody can govern your life and guide your life and strengthen your life like he can. Nobody can help you, amen, overcome the devils and the circumstances and the situations of the world that we're living in. I don't care who you are and where you come from, but when you sell yourself out to God, and we all do, if it wasn't for the light of the old lighthouse, I'd be lost and undone and in a mess already tonight. Thank God for His goodness and mercy has been riding with us. And I'm telling you, I don't want to walk in the house of God, amen, without any respect and fear. I want to do what I do. I want to do it as unto the Lord. Whatever God puts me in this kingdom or in this local assembly, I want to do it as unto the Lord. I don't want to do it just to be a man pleaser. I want to be a God pleaser. And that's what it's really all about. Hallelujah. Because if I'm a God pleaser, any moment I walk in this church, any time I walk in here, I got an open help, open arms. Amen. To cast everything that's got me bound. Cast everything that's messing with my mind. Casting everything that's messing with my spirit. Casting everything that's messing with my heart. Amen. And cast it at the feet of Jesus Christ. That part right there, the worth. I've asked this morning to get ready to sing for us. He thought I was worth dying for. If you listen to some people, and here we are, we're living in a world that has a tendency and very prone to Always want to tear people down and make light of them. Always. But you know what? God. God. Every vessel in this house, you hear me? Every vessel. You may not even have the Holy Ghost, but I'm telling you, every vessel in this house, God loves you with an everlasting love. You mean something to Him. He thought you was worth dying for. He thought you was worth pulling out of the darkness. He thought you was worth, amen, saving. He thought you was worth, amen, paying the price. He hadn't changed his mind one bit. I tell you, the world's doing everything it's come. And, and Lord, y'all watch it. You don't believe it, you watch it. Life, let me, let me ask you something. Life in America, does it mean as much as it did 40 years ago? We'll take a life in America today without even thinking about it. Cut somebody off in the road and pull out a gun and fill it up with lead. Don't even think about life. I've told you this, I've told you this. How far does a dollar go today? The value of a dollar. Hey, I can remember. I'm just 62, but I can remember. Take my little old truck and go up there. If I had $10 in my billfold, I didn't have to worry about it. I could go out there and fill it up. $10 been more than I'm going to take my own debt. 
And when it happens in the material realms and the things like that, it works in the same way in the spiritual realms. And if people keep listening to Hollywood and they keep listening to that junk, and if you and I ain't careful, amen, with these phones, hallelujah, she's slipping in, honey. Hallelujah, slowly but surely, son, the light's being turned down at such a pace and such a way. Hallelujah, but thank God. Thank God I can come back to this place. Hallelujah, and cast all. Cast, and the key is casting. The key is really casting. Throwing it at him. Then here it is, Jesus. It's yours. I don't want it any longer. I'm leaving it in your hands. I'm leaving it in your presence. You're going to have to deal with it. Cast them all. We're all looking for a carefree life. Did you know that Jesus Christ is the only one that can really offer us that even in this life? When we really reach the point and place, He's my God. He is the author and finisher. I don't care what my spouse does. I don't care what my children do. I do care but understand what I'm trying to say. Regardless of how the enemy may use whoever and however. I'm telling you, I can make sure that I can get a walk with this almighty God. And a relationship and a fellowship with him. That he'll gird me up and bring me through it. If I'll just put my trust in him. If I'll just put my confidence in him. If I'll just stay with it. Hallelujah. He's in the cleansing, the washing, the purging. He's in the business, amen. Of taking all of our burdens. He says, my yoke is easy. And my burdens are light. Please, can I ask us enough? Is it really that hard to live for God? when you sell out you won't let a day go by without spending some time in prayer with him without feeling the lover of your soul and the lover of your life you won't let too much go by that all of a sudden you're going to lift your hands and say Sometimes you won't even care if it's in the public. They do their junk. They worship their gods. They give to their idols. Let's get back to that place. I know a friend. And his name is Jesus. He's been so good to me. Thank God for that light. And you know what? I'm not going to let petty things rob me of the light. I'm not going to let petty things, amen, get me all messed up. And I'm going to treat God different. No. I'm going to love Him anyway. Oh, there's been times we've all backslide. There's been times we've all been hurt. There's been times I've been called a thief from the pulpit. But I didn't stop coming. I didn't stop coming. I'm not going to quit coming. <laughs> I, may have to, I may have to do like the little lady with the issue. I may have to push you some things. 
I may have to, you know, struggle with some things, but I'm going to make my way back. You know why? Because he thought I was worth dying for. He thought I was worth saving. And I'm not going to let his grace be in vain. I'm not going to let his mercy be in vain. I may trip up and I may even stumble. And I may get all dirty, but I'm going to crawl my way back to the house of God. I'm going to make my way back and cast all my cares on this one called Jesus. He's a lifter of my soul. He's a lifter of my mind. He can do things that nothing and nobody else can and will ever be able to do it. He's the only one that can cleanse me. He's the only one that can heal me. Sometimes we need a more of a healing of the spiritual realm and the inward parts than we do in the physical We'd all be shocked tonight. Jesus walked down through here to give us this us. Show us what's really going What's hanging on the shelves of our hearts, our spirits, and our minds. But you know what? He's still here tonight. He's got open arms. And you know what he's wanting us to do? And it's, it's up to us. Anybody ever see the painting of Jesus knocking at the door? Have you ever played close enough tension? There's no doorknob on the outside of that door. The doorknob's on the inside. How often is Jesus come walking by and knocking? And we never reach and open the door. <laughs> I want to open up to God like never before. You know why? Because I believe in miracles, Sister Woods. I believe in miracles for a back. I believe in miracles, amen, in our minds and our hearts and our spirit. I believe in revival right in the midst of this pandemic. I believe you can walk on these four grounds, on these four acres, and, and I don't care who you are and how contaminated you are, but not one single person did it. I believe that. I believe when the Bible said that you, you could draw a line of darkness and light and Israel's cattle and the Egyptian cattle. I believe what that book says about it. I believe I'm serving the same God. I'd love to took us to David. Ziglag. It was a God thing the chapter before all said and done, whenever. Achis and those lords of the Philistines told David, said, hey, we don't trust you. We're going to battle against those Israelites. We just don't believe you'll be able to do it. And they sent him back home. And a three-day journey he gets back, he comes up on Ziglag. And there, it's burnt. His wives are gone, his children. But that wasn't the worst of it. The next verse or two talks about that the people... They come to the place on to stone him because of the pain and the frustration of their sons and daughters being gone. But what did David do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. He says, I know somebody's got an answer. I know somebody can help us out of this. 
we're serving that same God tonight, folks, that can put a smile on our face, put a comfort in our hearts, bring a unity in this body of believers that are stay on this community, that are shake this community, that are shake the powers of the enemy, rulers of darkness and spiritual wicked high. But I believe that. I believe there can be such a presence on this place. Just like that, whoever that was that brought that motorcycle. <laughs> you know why they left it there? That's probably the safest place in Bendale, they felt like. It was down there on Ridge Green Road. I seen them when they was trying to get it. Out in the road. <laughs> Flashing lights at everybody else so they wouldn't run over them. This is a God that we serve. As you stand in this house tonight, if, if you're able, I want to sing this. You're worth something tonight, ladies and gentlemen. He's going to fill heaven up. I know there's a lot of focus on hell. <laughs> My wife had looked something on her phone. She said, hey, I want you to read this. I mentioned some of this, I think, the other day, but there's a group out there telling them now that maybe I was just telling somebody, I don't remember, but anyway, says, there's a little hell, but it'll be empty. That's what they have taught them. They also took 3,000 young people at a conference. And their speaker, which was a woman, Use slain words. Encourage pornography. And told them that altar lifestyles is a beautiful. It's beauty. We better wake up, church. We better get a stir. This is the spirits and the spirit of iniquity. I told you a few months ago, it's eating us up. We could see the time that we were, we got to have. We're going to quit having one midweek service. We need two. So we can come and cast this junk off of us. These spirits and these things that's bombarding us. We've got to come back to get together and find our strength. Let me ask you something. What does a lot of families do when they hear a hurricane's coming? Oh, yeah. We want to congregate in one building, one house. And I'm for it. That's the same way spiritually speaking. As they begin to sing this tonight. You know what Hannah done? I don't know how long it took Hannah. I do know several years. But then I had already had sons and daughters. Her adversary had taunted her for years now. But all of a sudden one day. Realization got a hold of her. She said, There is a God if I can touch him. She cries out and says, The affliction of thy handmaid, look down upon me. The man of God even accused her of drinking too much because of the way she was praying. She said, Oh, don't call me a daughter of Belial. No. Folks, what about it tonight?
Why don't we come? Why don't we get a stir? I'm telling you, I could come put my hand on a few of you. You're not, you're not with us tonight even. Your eyes, you're, you're, you're not tonight. It has become so mundane to you. It's become such a, but you got children that's lost and undone. You got grandbabies that's lost and undone. And if that don't stir you, please tell me what's going to stir you. That I got to make this thing work. I got to get into it. I got to come and cast it all before this almighty God. God bless them as they sing. worth saving So you came and changed my life You thought I was worth keeping So you cleaned me up inside You thought I was to die for So you sacrificed your life So I could be free So I could be Be 
didn't just just blunder in but God but God reached out there and brought us in because he thought we was worth saving hallelujah to pull us out of darkness and doctrines hallelujah that would have damned our souls to hell but God didn't let us stay there but he gave us an opportunity to hear the gospel and a heart to understand it. Thank God for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank God that he can clean me up. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's too many apostolics. Hallelujah. Too bound. I'm telling you, if anybody ought to be set free, it's you and I. He that the Son is set free, it's free indeed. I refuse to be bound. The devil's a liar. He's the father of all lies. He's a loser. I don't want to conduct myself by any manner or form to have any likeness to him shone from even the appearance of evil 
I don't know part of it. I want to be a mender. I want to be a, I want to love people. I want to help people. Man, to overcome. Beat the devil out. Beat the spirit of our world. It's going to mean something to make it out of this generation. But this could be the very generation that's going to see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be ready. How about you? Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Brave Brother Sanford. God would be with him. I know we got some weather coming, but maybe it'll all be all right and work out. And, but he's supposed to be with us Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Monday night. We're pulling Wednesday night service to Monday night. And uh, if something breaks out, we'll do different. Uh, just leave it up to the Lord and God to help us. And pray about this COVID. Sister Keisha takes me right for service. Kendon's got COVID. So let's pray for Kendon. God be with him. Several man, Brother Ernie Pierce, reason he's not here tonight. He was exposed to it. His grandchildren, but he, uh, sure he's going to be all right. And others, let's pray for him. Keep uh, Brother Randy, Sister Debbie, Burnham, Texas. It's going as well as it could. And uh, but let's keep them in our prayers. Brother Tony Kluvich be out another three or four weeks working 14, 15 hours a day. So let's, let's ask God to be with him, help him. Let's have our mind on others. Let's lift up Sister Woods. I'm, I'm just believing miracles. I mean, why not? He took 39 stripes on his back for the healing of our bodies, Brother Ford. We can have it. We have to fight for it. We've got to believe him for it. Because the devil's doing everything he can to rob and steal and take. And then man's, you know, he's doing his part. <laughs> you know. But we do love you tonight. Appreciate you. And let's pray for one another. Lift one another up. Let's believe in revival. Let's believe. Uh, I'm telling you, God wants to give it. God wants to give it. Love you. Appreciate you. Any announcements? If not, Sister Shelley. All right, let's continue to pray for her. No doubt she's better than she was because they really wouldn't expect her to make it. But prayer changes things. Sister Diane. That's right. That's right. It's three names I've been consistent about Montana Montana McLeod Max Reeves and Shelley Cochran consistently I'm, um, I am persuaded that we don't get some things from God because we're just not consistent enough to get it but with the help of the Lord we're going to change some of that okay all right Sister Madison Yes. Yes. This young gentleman 
is he a military guy, I guess? Used to be. Okay. He's got staff in a hand. Now this is the point. Is it a VA? And they're looking at possibly cutting the arm off. Andrew, won't you come stand in for you, Ken? Let's pray for this young gentleman. This is Marsha's boy that needs a, a miracle from God to keep from losing a limb. Uh, I assume, how old is he? Okay. I, I knew he had to be pretty young, I mean. So uh, I sure want to lose my limb. Okay. So let's ask God. Let's take the moment out here tonight and ask God to reach down and touch this young man. God bless you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.